0: I feel like this is that music that when Chevy Chase walks into the hotel (laughs) in the first vacation. We gotta pull that up.
1: I guarantee it's close. Alright, we'll get this. uh, Let me get this rolling here.
0: everyone please tip
1: your bartenders turkey sandwich thanksgiving day a bit of seltzer does it get any better or not uh
0: I doubt it how could it
1: can you get better, any better in this music? Um, Would you say Chevy Chase? I, yeah. The
2: truth
0: is, I own these hotels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, that's from Vacation.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to
0: remember exactly how it goes, but it's, some, was it's he, something like that.
1: Was when he was in the pool, right?
0: Well, this is before he was in the pool. Oh. He was... um, He was with Christy Brinkley in the bar. Oh, that's right. And uh, she's like, are you enjoying your family vacation? (laughs) He's like... He kind of starts lying to her about the whole thing. Right. (laughs) You know, he's like, uh, ah, you know, the truth is, is, uh, my brother's kids. He's like, uh, I take them on these little trips to make it seem more real (laughs) because I'm here, uh, checking out my hotels, 2400 units nationwide. Oh man, I gotta check this out I forgot this it's, part It's it's something like that Just Gotta pull it up on the old tuber
2: <laughs> Yeah,
1: I own these Truth is It's like in uh, Caddyshack He's like When he was playing the piano For that chick And she's like, there's a check here for $75,000 It's yours, keep it <laughs> There's a bunch of checks here It's all yours
0: <laughs> What was that song you were singing to was something like um
1: I was born <laughs>
2: that's to it I love you
1: <laughs> I was born to lick your face <laughs> Jason happy Thanksgiving episode 232. Happy Thanksgiving (laughs) Poor little guy Go out there and shoot the turkey Poor little guy
2: No longer with us
1: I got a whole bank of uh, sound effects here That's all the show's gonna be now just a bunch of sound effects, yeah. Now yeah, we'll turn that off there. Or do you want this song on the whole time? No, like like this maybe. No, whatever you like. <laughs> Pete Phillips driving down the road, probably thought he well, blew a tire out when he heard this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like whoa, what the hell? I'll be getting that text later on. God damn it, I thought I blew a tire out. Gotti again. <laughs> Rip Nation. Don't forget, if you're listening to the audio version, you can watch us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Twitter, huh? Not, not that the RC industry uses Twitter. Yeah,
0: that's definitely not on the RC industry. I wonder why though. I don't know. I, I honestly, I've never used Twitter. I have it connected to my Instagram and I just check it, <clears throat> but it's, I've never gotten anything out of it.
1: Yeah. Cause like uh live RC. Well, obviously they have everything connected. So when I post something that goes to Twitter and I think I'm the only one that ever likes it or retweets it. I like your stuff that you post. On Twitter. Uh, um, Really? You probably don't even get the notification that I liked it. No, no, not at all. Mm. Uh Uh-oh, somebody's coming in to attack Jason. Rolling?
2: Yeah. Okay. Is
1: that Paul? Fred. Fred's like, whew, got out of that one. Usually I have to go in there and talk to him for an hour before I leave. Well, everybody's saying bye to the boss. Isn't that nice? Oh, well, it's Thanksgiving, too. Are you you open tomorrow? (laughs) See you tomorrow. Sure yeah. You should have said see you tomorrow. <laughs> well, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, but. Uh, it's not a half day or we'll, anything like that. Yeah, we got stuff to ship out on Friday. Let's go. Let's get it done. I'll probably
0: be here at some point tomorrow. I'm just going to. I'm just going to. I'll just come in tomorrow just to make Kirby upset. So he will yeah. just like. Be my whole goal, just to, yeah. It's like, all right, I've been there.
1: Tell Kirby. Take photos of you packaging stuff up and uh, getting stuff send it over. Send it over to him. Rob Sturge Hill in the house. Happy Thanksgiving, denim crew. <laughs> we got Alex Sturgeon. He says the original. I am wearing denim, by the way, because it's mm-hmm. cold out. What's the temp over there now? uh, Um, Well, tonight's getting down to twenty-five.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Yeah, today it was like, I think it was in the high forties. Not too bad actually for this time of year.
0: Twenty-five. Does it see? Does it feel like to you that it's just like within like two or three weeks you go from? Like one condition completely to another. Yeah, another. absolutely.
1: I mean, like a week ago, it was you know pretty nice out, high fifties. like so you know, we're struggling to get the fifty. Um, Rob Hill was saying, buy as many Kit Kats as you can. That'll pass Kirby off. <laughs> hey Rob, I want to turn that down. There we go. We'll turn that music off. Hey Rob, yeah. I see Rob, and this is what I do when I see Rob. Oh, jeez. That's mean. that's mean. That's just messed up.
0: Look at Tony Patashall.
1: Tony Padishaw.
0: Happy, th- Happy Thanksgiving, y'all.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, Tony.
0: Tony's a longtime racer. Got out for a little while, but he couldn't stand it. He had to be back.
1: It's, once it's in your blood, it's never coming out. Yeah, can't. I see those guys on Facebook sometimes are like, oh, I'm quitting RC and, you know, moving on to other things. I'm like, well, see you in a few years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What's the day's date, by the way? It's uh, 11-24-2021. I changed my little calendar thing that I have on my desk. It's like a little uh, cube thing. Look at that. What's that supposed to do? Uh, you're supposed to change it. Or it's... Kind of a pain really, because you, you um just change the date i gotta I gotta find the two, so you gotta you gotta rotate it, find the number you want two right, okay, but here's the thing there's two on both cubes, but the one has the four the other one don't have the four, so you gotta find the two and then you gotta find the four. To make 24, it's quite annoying, to be honest with you. But All right, today's the 24th. Got that there, November. There, that's it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I found two, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the 24th, and the four is with the two, so I can't do that. So I need to find the two on the other cube. You know, just when you think you found the two, you didn't because it's on the wrong one because it's with the one with the four on it. I know it's exciting, but whatever. I can't afford those flip calendars like you guys have.
0: Flip have I don't think I've ever used a calendar. Maybe back in the 90s. I just look at my phone.
1: I guess I could have done that, too um alex sturgeon's checking in saying hey jason where's my tusk tires <laughs> laughing out loud happy thanksgiving
0: yeah i think i i think alex i think we got to get him some tires i have to check and see happy
1: they've thanksgiving. been selling
0: they've been selling well john bolton it's been a good tire
1: the tusk has been a good tire The Tusk has been a good tire. The Tusk. When in doubt, use the Tusk. There you go. Tusk it out. Tuskalua. Rob Sturchill. So, Jason, maybe explain the decision to go to San Diego in February instead of Nebraska. Weather. (laughs) Total weather, man. Yeah. Uh, Well, you
0: know, even last year when we were there, in in Nebraska, uh, Alex, who's on here, Alex Stur, Sturgeon, he said that they were really concerned about having the race there in February. It was making some people nervous. So when we got a chance to kind of redo the schedule, we tried to do it a little bit different and do it so the weather was a little uh, more friendly during those times. So... We moved the first race of the season. We moved that over to uh,
1: SDRC. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Alex says it well, because February in Nebraska, effing sucks.
0: Yeah. So, so the, what we're discussing here is the INS series dates, Mm -hmm. uh, the indoor national series and the NCTS series, uh, national carpet and turf series. So first race last year was at, uh Hobbytown Hobbyplex there in Omaha <clears throat> and uh Alex's they, everybody was nervous it was february and it was really cold coldest i'd ever been in Rob was there uh but what we're going to do this here as we we moved some things around um because of the weather and it just made more sense so we went to we're going to go to San Diego the first race at SDRC in february then we're our second race is gonna be at adrenaline RC in Virginia. That's gonna be
1: Virginia.
0: Uh, <laughs> and uh the third race is actually gonna go uh, to Alex at the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, and that's gonna be in July. So So uh, maybe there might be a warm up by then. It'll be warm, yeah. I think we were there in August one year for the roar Nats and it definitely was not, but they have air AC pits. So it's not like it's hot inside that building where the track is, but the pits are AC.
1: So should be good. Joe Finn is saying, uh, well, Jason race 40 plus at CRC RC.
0: I don't think I'm going to go to CRC RC. I think, um, Hannah and Lee are going to go there, uh, like last year. <clears throat> so, um, so we should, we're going to have representation there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to be there personally racing 40 plus, although it would be cool.
1: Apparently not oh, cool gosh, enough for you. Let's see here. Um, Rob is saying bring shorts, denim, that is. And Rob was at that race wearing shorts, right? When it was like uh, negative 30. I forget. He he was cold. What a man. Uh, John Bolton is saying, try February in Minnesota, Alex. It was negative 29 that day up here. Okay. <laughs> there you go, Jason. Negative 29. Negative 29.
0: That's unreal. I mean, do you even I mean I, I you go know. outside negative twenty nine? I mean it was zero and maybe a little into the negatives when we were in you know, Omaha last year, and that was that was the coldest weather I'd ever been
1: in. Wow, John Bolton saying that negative twenty nine is not wind chill. That's air temp. So what's the wind chill? Puts it even lower. We got up to, where were we
0: at? Uh, We were in Indiana two weeks ago. And we got outside there and it was, I was like, man, there's something different about this. You know, the northern, when it starts to get cold and it says, it could still say 50. Yeah. But it's like an even colder 50. Oh, we got Will Britton now. Has anybody watched the new Tiger King? That's out now? I believe so. I believe there's a second. uh, I didn't know that started. Second season.
1: I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, which you haven't watched yet, have you? Season 11. Of what? Curb. No. Then uh, you still haven't checked out Columbo. Correct. Oh. Just one one more thing. thing. Oh, Pete Phillips is here. You can be in North Texas or Colorado and not feel the cold the same way, Pete. I don't know if you're jo- joining the show late, but uh, I was a little concerned about my sound effect here. I have a turkey sound effect, you know. But here's what I was concerned about: you're driving down the road when I and I do this. I think you blew a tire out. Um, look at Will. He
0: actually says yes. Yeah, he's halfway through Tiger King too. God, I, I seriously
1: did not know that was out. Mm-hmm. Any goodwill? Goodwill. Um, any goodwill? Good, will? good. <laughs> see what I did there? Uh Alex Sturgeon saying we were talking but about that on the Hobbyplex. Podcast. Hobbyplex show podcast. Will saying it's not bad. <laughs> the gunshot. Pete's saying uh laughing out loud depends on where I'm at. If if i if it's in New Orleans, it might be actual gunfire. This is New Orleans, Pete. <laughs> um So Tiger King too. All right, I'll have to check that out. Maybe we do another pot on it after we watch it, Jason.
0: Yeah, I mean I think the the issue is I think the the timing of that thing was so perfect of that first yeah. series. Yeah. Um and it was and it was good and it was intriguing and now I think I'm sure the shine of the whole thing kind of wears off a little bit and then now you kind of get back into it and it's probably not quite as fun but uh, you know, I'm sure it's still good we're watching the uh, last season of shameless right now shameless that's what we're trying to trying to get through there was a was a hbo show or showtime i can't remember i mean it's been on like this is like 9 or 10 seasons
2: yeah.
0: you know when they started compared to one now they check
1: um, this out shameless
0: yeah it was a good show uh Award-winning actors, actresses.
1: It's a comedy drama. Netflix. Okay. I won't be checking that out. (laughs) You know. Anyway.
0: Alex is kind of right. It is a show full of bad decisions. It really is.
1: Uh, Which one's that, Shameless? Yeah. And Will's referring to Tiger King 2 here. He's saying lightning doesn't strike twice. Yeah, and he's right. So Alex Sturgeon's checking out Hawkeye. Boba Fett, Cobra Kai. I hate shameless. Oh, okay, he hates it. Yeah. But it sounds like he's watched quite a bit of it. Have you uh, been watching HBO Hard Knocks in season with the Indianapolis Colts? Jeez. not even not even know it was on. It's really good stuff. I love that behind the scenes stuff. Um, you know, being in the actual Coach's room and all this other stuff. Pretty cool. You'll have to check that out, too.
0: You got me just stacked up here on things.
1: Uh, I got three shows for you. Okay. Uh, Alex Sturgeon says he hates Shameless. Watched the full thing. Wife loved it. I don't get it. All right. So Alex doesn't like your show. I'll take his word.
0: Well, we're just finishing it off. I mean, we've seen the other ones.
1: Listen, Jason's just doing what he has to do. You know, the wife. Things like that. Things like that. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so what do we got? We had uh I mean yeah, when was our last show? When was our last uh, show?
1: Two weeks ago. <clears throat> it was? Yeah, you left for um Monster Truck Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's right, you did. So we had the team associated race. Then, yeah, which one did you go to now? The uh AMS or no, the um J Concepts. I, w-
0: I went to Florida the team I went to the Team Associated race oh, you did several go. weeks several w- weeks back. Then it was the Monster Truck Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Then it w- we just got done with the Florida Carpet Champs over the weekend. That's the latest big race that we can discuss. I'm writing it down here so we can stay on, yeah,
1: stay on topic. That's not possible. Oh, Pete Phillips is asking, uh, no special classes for INS next year. I sold all my Stampedes. What'd you go do that for?
0: What we did was we added independent four wheel drive buggy. So now we have independent two wheel and independent four wheel. That was our class addition. Okay, Cause we, uh, at the, the last carpet race, um, Brian Bowman in Minnesota, he added a independent four wheel class and it did really well.
1: Hmm. So what's that mean?
0: Independent. Well, I mean, it's, you are not sponsored. That's the idea. Yeah. He had no contracts with anybody. No
1: contract. Or sponsorships. Yeah. I didn't know that was possible today.
0: Mini Truggy. Yeah, we can have Mini Truggy if you want, Alex. Is that... Uh, so that's a thing now, too? Uh, that's been a thing for a, a couple of years. So a mini-truggy? popular... Yeah, Mini Truggy. All
2: right.
0: I think I'd rather do... Um, what the heck is... Uh, I don't know what Rob's Rob's asking here. If we could make a Fuzzbite tire slick dirt tread, I'm not sure what that means. Oh, here's Will Britton coming in. He's he's hot and heavy with the gas truck right I, now. I
1: saw his post on
0: Facebook. He can't get enough a gas truck. If you held a race in uh, Finland right now, he'd <laughs> get Britton there. Would fly over. He would get over there for a <laughs> gas truck race. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Alex is mentioning here his son Emerson. Mm-hmm. Um stole his mini truggy and he won't give it back. I believe Alex won mini truggy last year at his race. He was he was pretty dialed in that class. Well, it's his track. That's true. And then he he I was mean, winning on. I th- I think he was winning 40 plus buggy and his something his battery or his speed control or something blew up on the last lap. <laughs> I thought he was rolling like every jump. I thought he was just going to roll every jump individually, and all of a sudden uh, it turns into, well, this doesn't look intentional here. Did it catch on fire? I don't think it caught on fire. Oh, damn.
1: Sounds like something would happen to me. Um, Rob's saying a fuzz bite made for dirt. I don't think that's going to happen. Especially since Rob
0: suggested it.
1: I will say that Alex didn't charge his battery.
0: Wow. What's amazing is I think it was sort of a long race, like it was six or seven minutes. And um, I'm surprised he made it that long if he didn't charge it. He was gone, too. He was going to win pretty easily. It was like the last dun, dun, couple. Dun. There was like two mm. more turns, maybe. Wah, wah, wah. That was kind of a hard track with the rhythm section in the back. I think there was uh, s- six or eight jumps back there, or something. There was a ton of them, and it was kind of uphill.
1: Mm. Uh, Alex saying he did charge the battery.
0: Hmm. This ba- sounds like the battery sounds close. like this has been discussed a couple times. <laughs> 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 Maybe this was on their podcast. False peak. It's funny that Will knows about False Peak. I would think that'd be before his time, but I guess not. That's during Gotti's time.
1: Yeah. How about that photo I sent you yesterday? Where? I don't remember. (laughs) Me, the Trinity shirt on, 1997. Oh, yeah. I should have that. I should have had that as my background. That's actually a good one. Yeah. Uh... Let's see if I can pull all that up.
0: What's going on over on your end?
1: Uh, Will Britton saying... Uh, oh, wait. No, I already read that one. Rob Sturgehill. Em, Emerson charged it? Okay. Um, we uh, Corey Jordan, we needed a dust bite at AMS. A <laughs> dust bite. I dust like bite. that. That's funny. Um, well... What went on there? I didn't even see the results. Who won? Mayfield.
0: He won e buggy. Okay. Mayfield Mayfield won e buggy. Dakota won eight scale nitro buggy and nitro truggy. Wow,
1: damn! J Concepts. That actually is a cool name for a tire. Dust bite. What do you think of that name? Yeah, we'll write it down here. Dust bite. I do like that. Do a little bit of trolling, Joey's there checking in. Uh, P. Phillips wants to know: uh, Will the independent 7.5 and 13.5, 13.5 classes be hand-out motors?
0: No, it's bring your own motor. Yeah, yeah, AMS was a different format they ran this year. I wasn't actually there because I did the monster truck hall of fame, but Paul, Hannah Lee, um, they drove up there in the van and, and then we had, you know, all of our drivers, pretty much all of our drivers. At the race. And they ran the no, new format where there was three rounds of qualifying. They're all based off a of seating, uh, type, uh, three, your best three laps. <clears throat> Uh I think there's kind of some mixed reviews if people actually like that or not. Personally, I don't I don't like that system for qualifying. I think it's good for seeding, but for qualifying Wait, I what was it again? I'm sorry. So, you know, in traditional races that are they'll have a round of qualifying essentially, but it's only to seed you by your speed. Right. In the old days, we used to run Events where wherever you got set up in your heat, that's where you ran your qualifier for the whole event, right? Mm. So whoever you were matched with or mixed with in your qualifier, Mm. you were with them the entire event. Well, the purpose of a seating round is to take everybody and you take their best three laps from a seating qualifier. And then that's where you group them. So when you actually start qualifying, you're supposedly with somebody of similar speed. So that's the purpose of seeding. Okay. What is this? I mean, so what they did with the AMS is they actually made the qualifiers into seeding as well. So that. All you had to TQ around a qualifying, it was based off of your best three laps in a row. So you're out there for five minutes, but all that counted towards your qualifier was your best three laps in a row. So, uh, I mean, Dakota was laying it down. I mean, he was doing some major, major work. That was his style. But then he got to the mains, and he, he won two of the mains. One of the mains was, well, two of them were 45 minutes. The Truggy main was 45 minutes. The Buggy main was 45 minutes. And then they had triple 10-minute mains for e buggy. I think they were 10 minutes. Mm. So long racing. A lot of track time.
1: Yeah. A lot of track time. A long racing. <clears throat>
0: Got Alex here. He's commenting that he hasn't built his regulator chassis yet.
1: I got to get to it. He's saying there will be a uh, Hobbyplex Show YouTube video when I get to it.
0: Yeah, that'll be good. I mean,
1: it's a cool truck. Joe's asking. Uh, Joe Zaire's asking. Do you think that's too much track time?
0: Uh, Maybe for a race like that, Uh, I I traditionally like 45 minute A mains for Nitro, but I think the race ran pretty late and I don't know, I'm not sure what the right thing to do is. I like, I like traditional five or six minute qualifying. I mean, if you can go longer than that, Nitro is, is a little better, but and then, you know, a 30-minute 30 30 minute main usually works pretty well for a race like that. I think when you get to a Roar National, 45 minutes, you get to a World, 60 minutes. I think that's pretty, pretty common.
1: <clears throat> uh, Corey's saying the track changed a lot from day to day.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, just a, you know, the, a typical nitro track or even a 10 scale track, it changes a lot. Like, you know, you get there, it's kind of wet, it gets a groove like a 10 scale track, and then pretty soon it starts breaking up. And that's where all the dust that uh, Corey was talking about.
1: Pete's saying he'll catch the podcast later. Happy Turkey Day, y'all. Happy Turduckin Day to you too, Pete. Be safe out there driving. And don't worry when you hear this. Um. Um <laughs> uh, saying, we're uh people generally upset at the floor. At the Florida chance because they ran some lower mains on Saturday night.
0: I think so. so. I would. I wouldn't be surprised that there were some people that were upset about it. Now what, nobody, what nobody actually told me they were upset about it, but I can see that happening. So why would they what be they upset? did? I don't. Well, what it is, I think they ran all the mains up till the C main on Saturday. So
2: all the way up G. to
1: the C main. Wow.
2: hmm
0: So I think what Joe's referencing is, you know, if you were in the C main or, or below your race was over on
1: Saturday, you didn't even have to come back on Sunday, which, what, um, which some people do like from what I'm told, because, they, they get can get out and early and get home. Yeah. I wouldn't so, be surprised. I,
0: I, But what I why? think happens is it's a little bit of a letdown because you really only had a one-day race. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, or no. Wait, so,
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Friday, uh, there was one round of qualifying at night. So you had a two-day race. Okay. Because uh, you got one round of qualifying on... You know, Friday night, you had two on Saturday, and then your main, and then you were out. So
1: there's people that hung around on Sunday just to watch and, but. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would probably do, but I'm not understanding what were they, what would they be upset? Like, what's the difference? You're still in the main that you're in. What's the difference if it runs Saturday or Sunday? I don't, I don't. Not quite understand. I think
0: that. people just feel like they're they get blown out of there early. Like, you know, they they run their main and they get them out of there, and they're they're just kind of irrelevant if they're not in the B or the A main.
1: So they kind of like I, feel disrespected. Yep, that's okay. what I think. Gotcha. Yeah, I I guess. I guess you would want to run on Sunday because everybody's there. Um, And it just feels, I guess it feels different like Sunday compared to, oh, let's get you guys in Saturday night. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. From what, from my understanding. uh, somebody's saying my sounds real late. How about I hear it. That's pretty good. Is that good? Was it light the whole time? not for me but i have headphones on too um yeah i don't know how about now that's the first uh complaint i got okay um i appreciate it though let me know if the sounds all right all right i mean i could turn it up even more if you want me i mean i didn't think anybody wanted to hear my voice um anyway uh the way it was explained to me because uh LCRC does it that way too. On some of these races, they get everybody, the lower mains. That way Sunday's not all jammed up and you're getting out of there at like 10, 11 o'clock at night.
0: Well, so I think I didn't, what happens. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So I didn't think it, I thought people, like I said, they want to get out of there early. They run their, if they're able to, they run the qualifying Saturday night. And if you're in a lower mains, you run it. If you want to stay Sunday, you can, if not, you get to go home early.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think probably it could be argued that you get done so late on Saturday that you still have to stay the night unless you want to drive late or you're local. And then you get up on Sunday and you're done and you just go straight home. (laughs) It is a weird system. I honestly, if, if there was any complaints about the race in general, and as Alex is pointing out here, people will complain if the sky is blue and he's right. Um, but i think if there was any complaints it would be about the scheduling you know guys flew in on wednesday night but they couldn't run you know we didn't run practice until late in the day on thursday so i think that's what it was yeah no there was just practice on Thursday night then Friday was practice then seating then one qualifier we're then Saturday about
1: practice
0: yep yeah so that was the schedule so the schedule was Thursday was set up right then at the track the track opened at 2 p.m. you were setting up Mm-hmm. Five o'clock, five p.m. The track opened for practice. We talking open about practice. Practice, and then five from for like five to nine or five to ten p.m. was <coughs> open practice. We talking about practice. So and then uh, so that was Thursday. Right. Friday was opened at uh, I want to say it was like seven thirty or eight a.m.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and there was. Open practice. We talking about practice. That was until I think it was was it two o'clock or noon. I'm sorry. Till till noon. We, oh then, yeah. <laughs> so 12 p.m. Jumping the gun. So from eight to 12 p.m. Mm-hmm. was open. Then they went to a seating round. So let's just say that was you know 12:30. Um. And then after the seating round was over, uh-huh. we talked about seating earlier. After that was over, then they went to one round of qualifying. And it got done a little late. You know, we were we were probably done there 9.30 or 10 o'clock or something like that.
1: That's yeah, not um, bad, though.
0: Yeah. So, we got – so, on Friday, there was a lot of action. And I think the way it's set up is that so that if people want to come in on Friday, they can get a little bit of practice – they can do seeding practice and a qualifier all on Friday, and then Saturday you get in there, you run two rounds. Then they had the uh, the super pole. Super pole. Have, we'll have to talk about that. All right. Yeah. So, so two rounds of qualifying, super pole, and then lower mains. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody the, – the Europeans, which they're you – know, we had a big, you know, turnout of, of racers, and we had racers from Europe and everything there. And they hate standing in line to practice. That's the, their pet peeve. That's, like, they don't get it. They don't understand, like, what, <coughs> why we would even do that. Um, so that was a complaint there, uh, the complaint a little bit about the schedule, um, people being done on Saturday night that was probably another thing people didn't like. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I don't, uh, I, I think there could be some tweaks to the schedule, but it is a good race. The track layout, as Alex said earlier up in the chat was awesome. It mm-hmm. was really cool. All new, everything, all new carpet, a lot of new jumps. Wow. Uh, I mean, the the place looked spectacular inside. The the track looked cool. Um, So, I think in general,
1: it was great. Alex Sturgeon saying, uh, oof, we're doing super poles now. So, yeah, get to the super poles. Tell me all about this.
0: Yeah, this is a thing that they um, have started doing more recently because you know, everybody wants to up the level of excitement, even though there's very little spectators. But anyway, um, what this is, is we'll go back to, AM, well, we'll go back to traditionally, I think, how it's been done is you have qualifying whatever it is you know say it's mm-hmm. a worlds you have five or six rounds a nationals you have four right a race like this you have three rounds of qualifying uh what they do is in uh, in at some of the worlds for 8 scale on road they'll have a uh or is it 8 scale on road anyway what they'll do is say the top five qualifiers after qualifying the top five qualifiers are put into one race and whoever, and they'll let each guy have, you know, say it's like, say it's like 10 laps. Yeah. They'll, they'll have, they'll let each guy have 10 laps and whoever has the fastest lap, that's where the grid positions actually fall. So, you know, so say, you know, me, you, Alex, Will, and, uh, you know, and John, we all, you know, qualify one through five. They have a special, um, race where we all go out there, we get 10 laps and whoever has the, the fastest lap and so on and so forth. That's where you actually grid up for the final main. Oh. Hmm. And. At this race, at the Florida Carpet Champs, they did the Super pole and top five. Qu- what they did here is they actually eliminated the TQ. So that's a whole nother explanation. But,
1: <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. So
0: uh, I think they got uh, Dakota TQ two wheel. Um,
1: oh, wait, he TQ'd?
0: Yeah. Oh. Dakota TQ two wheel. I
1: thought there was no They got rid of a TQ
0: well no no when once you went to the super pole
1: oh this is crazy okay so so he he tq let's just
0: let's just talk about two wheel all right so dakota fenn after three rounds of qualifying was the tq they went to the soup they went to the super pole and what they do is they didn't want to put tq into the super pole because they don't want him to lose his position okay so he's tq no matter what so now it's Second, third, fourth, and fifth qualifier all battle for their position in the main. So, and I believe um, Brock Champlin was second. Brock. And Orlowski. Oh, Schumacher. Mikhail, yep, Mikhail Orlowski. He was third qualifier. Um, I think Rivkin was or I'm sorry, uh, Tessman was fourth, mm-hmm. and Spencer Rivkin was fifth. So what they do is they let each one of these guys run, let's just call it 10 laps. Okay. So Brock ran his 10, Orlowski, Tessman, Rivkin, uh, ran 10 laps each, and whoever had the fastest lap out of those four guys started second. Then so on and so forth. So what actually ended up happening... Is I think I think uh, Tesman moved to third qualifier and Alouski moved to fourth, something like that, and then Spencer stayed fifth, so, something like that. Okay. So it's just a, it's kind of like an event. It's like something you put people or racers in uh, for just extra entertainment because they actually run the track by themselves. So like spectators or let's just call them racers because that's what they were. Um, other racers that were attending to kind of gather around the track and these guys, uh, run a run some laps and see how fast they can go. And Lance McDonald, who did the announcing, did a good job of kind of talking about each individual driver while he was running. So it wasn't like boring. Like it was cool. You talk up the driver and then you, you let their laps kind of also do some of the talking. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so then, it, yeah, it's over. Uh, you, you end up starting the main, some positions, you know, move around a little. And then you have, uh, I think in the end it was Fend, it was TQ, Brock, Tessman, Orlowski, and Rivkin. I think that was the grid, uh, the top five of the grid once they got that done. and So they did one for two-wheel mod and four-wheel mod, and then they moved into... We're watching some videos here.
1: This is uh, J Concepts Live on YouTube.
0: Yep. This was, we Look just at,
1: finished. I don't subscribe to you. I signed That's in. That. N- That's no. Bad. I'm not signed in. Look over there. Okay, See, I'm not okay, signed okay.
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that was, uh, they ran two of those and then they went into the lower mains. And I actually had a main that night that I ran in. Mm hmm. Um, Got Damn. taken out bad, twenty-seven second lap, otherwise I oh was I was gonna win it and bump up, but mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Where's
1: so the
0: Alex. Hat? So Alex has some comments here. Um he's saying the super pole may be a way to eliminate sponsor announcements. No, we did those two before A two we did sponsor announcements. Um So this is, uh, uh, Hannah's work here. Uh, you're, you got on the screen, you're showing our latest, uh, our latest pro nitro buggy, a main video, I believe mm-hmm. this is from AMS. So we had a lot of content here from AMS. We got three videos. Uh, we talked about earlier was a 45 minute main and nitro buggy. There was a, uh, 45-minute main and Truggy and triple mains and e buggy, So we got them all on YouTube, plus a, a vlog that uh, Hannah uh, and Tyler Hooks worked on. So we got really four new videos on YouTube with some content. So trying to have some good stuff when we finish these events.
1: Oh, who are we following here? Dakota?
0: Yeah, this is Dakota in the lead.
1: Um, Lee Sester saying Jason gets taken out.
0: Yeah, I did in that uh, in that two-wheel buggy main I was in. I was checked out. Who took you out? The lap car. Mm. Oh, man. I mean, it's n- never everybody. It's never intentional. It just happens, but... You know, you if you if it's gonna happen, you kind of hope it's only a couple seconds, not like cost you like a half a lap. Oof. Oof. As yeah, got Alex sturgeon here. I could go for that. That's like a, isn't that a uh, Hall and Oates song?
1: I can um I can go for I, that. as oh. oh,
0: they say, I can't go for that. Yeah, I can't go for that. That's what he said. Yeah,
1: I can't go Sorry. for that. I could go for that. <laughs> uh, Weird Al Yankovic song. I could go for that. Yeah, you could mix it up. Yeah. A, uh What do they call it? It's not a spoof, but parody. Parody. That's the word. Uh, so the super poll sounds like it sucks. Then that's what you're saying. Well, <clears throat> bring, I don't uh, think
0: th- I don't think that's what everybody thinks. That's what I think. Like if you're going to have a special, like gimmicky poll thing, um, I think what you do is you just do one for money. You know, if you want to just have a fun race where, uh, it's a little, nice little exciting clip for video or, you know, your, your live stream, mm-hmm. then just put some cash on the line and get these guys to go out and do a, a, that type of a thing for some cash, you know, don't make your grid position suffer because of it just, and you just want it to be entertaining uh just do that you know put a couple hundred bucks out there and say whoever has the you know fastest lap gets um, it dash for cash it. yeah i mean it's i think that's the way to do it you get to your little entertainment value and you don't get your grid position changed because of it so i can go and for that and it gets just and it yeah i can go, yeah, for that. I can go for, yeah i can go for that i can go for so, that I think that's the way to do it, but I don't know. There, there's so many gimmicks that people are throwing against the wall for these different events. Well, why are they trying the different AMS, things? Just the, to the spice AMS. It up? The AMS was just full of gimmicks. Really? Uh, no. Yeah. Hmm. I think they, um, in in their situation, they have a, a lot of uh, events to experiment with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Dave, like and and the crew there, they have five events throughout the year that they can experiment with. They don't have to make all of them identical. And I think that's what they want to do is they're like, hey, you know, um, you know, we can we can experiment with a few of these. And if, if uh, it's kind of like, you know, throwing these different ideas against the wall and if something sticks, they can use it more going forward. But if it didn't work, then they can. Kind of say, oh, well, we tried. And I think that's, I think there's some things that people liked about AMS. And then there's some things they will probably ultimately change mm. for the next year. But it, it is nice that they can try some things. I was
1: going to say, it doesn't and hurt to try some. No, it,
0: you it doesn't.
1: Do.
0: Um, you know, and there there was a lot of different things there. I mean, they had a ton of different like gimmick races at the Masters of Dirt this year. And people like it. They had a bunch of stuff there. Uh, they had a they had a Super Bowl, they had like a Super Bowl. I think Bowl? they called it a Hoonigan race where they just um, they put a bunch of stuff in the track, made you go backwards. Cavalry won like a thousand dollars because he did it. Yeah, and um, they put like obstacles on the track. I think they do. Yeah, they put like cones out there, and then you got to you know avoid all these different things, and you're going backwards on the track. So, mm. um. I think that went pretty well for him there.
1: I like how you put following so we know who we're following.
0: Yeah, this is Hannah kind of taking some input from, you know, comments. People go in there and comment with their ideal. uh Yeah. You know, video is and you know they'll go in there and say oh, i wish you would put who you're following or i would you know because I, I used to just come back from races and i'd have rich put up a 45 minute main and it was just kind of as you know you hear the race announcer and it's just like we would just throw it up kind of uh you know raw footage basically yeah and with this um uh, it gives people really an idea of what's kind of going on and so she added some elements here with showing who is on the grid. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we did some instant replay uh, segments in here. There's a you know who sh- who you're following, and so it's, it's kind of like having overlays on the video of what's kind of going on, and people are liking it. Yeah. I think that um, it takes some extra time to do it, of course, and and basically you're doing it for free um you, you know this is something you're doing as a promotion and um obviously you don't really get paid much on YouTube even though everybody thinks they're gonna be a celebrity superstar on
1: there no um but you're not gonna you're not gonna beat doctor disrespect so just get that out of your mind um. <laughs> What was the Bay say? Area. Bay Area. Bay Area. Um, so, yeah, uh, we did. What, uh, the, what camcorder? Are you using that 1980s one that you bought from? Uh... <laughs> no. Oh, okay.
0: So, here we got following Dakota Fen and one. So, it right. kind of gives you an idea of what's happening.
1: It kind of gives you an idea on who you're following. That's a good point. <laughs> a very solid point. Kind of an idea of who you're following. All right, Alex sent a YouTube link. Uh, I don't know what that's about. I'll have to check it out. But, uh, yeah, I think I'll just keep this video running on here. Um, uh, Hey, watch it. Uh, Alex is saying, hey, watch it now. I have 3,200 subscribers. Okay. That's awesome, man. I think uh, I got 145 on YouTube. (laughs) You're almost you are famous, Alex. What are you talking about? I am one of those subscribers.
0: So it's tough. I mean, it the whole YouTube thing. I mean, it's if you're going to do it right,
1: don't do it on RC.
0: Well, that's probably part of it.
1: You gotta do it on video Um, gaming. You gotta stream video games. You gotta you gotta have a personality. And maybe
0: and that might even be over overrun. You know, you might need to get into some something, and you have to be good at it. Um, You know, there's a bunch of squirrely dudes out there that maybe you know that's their thing. They're good on in YouTube videos, even though they might be full of shit in real life. They might be good on you know on camera and they're good on videos and that
1: and people respond to that mike fuller is saying hannah is awesome watch it now lee's in this guy
0: so here comes dakota goes into the pit we got the the update barry oh, yeah. and thomas send okay. them back out
1: i do like that good job hannah
0: I could go for that pit I lane, for that. double,
2: double,
1: double. <laughs> uh, Scott Foy saying probably why guys like you and me don't do well on YouTube.
0: It's probably it. What I what I try to do is what I like, and it just is what it is. Um, you know, it's like if if people just aren't entertained, they aren't entertained, but. Um, oh, there you go. Alex
1: posted last year's Hoonigan race at Masters of Dirt. So, you know, on, on that link, though, like when I click into that, I can't like I can't click on the link. It just. um, You're going to have to do a copy and paste. Yeah. Let me see if I can do it right here. No, I can't. I uh, just messaged me on Facebook. <clears throat>
2: yeah,
0: it's tough to go on YouTube with certain personalities and blow a bunch of smoke and, you know, just talk a bunch of nonsense and you know, kind of re, uh, regurgitated BS you heard and you know, like that's that's what people respond to though. They like sort of that um regurgitated junk that they've heard and somebody can talk it out um
1: uh, <laughs> cory jordan though is saying he is the youtube goat but is he better than your boy Gotti, dr disrespect Doctor, no cory Corey, you can't touch dr disrespect but it's totally two different things i mean cory's doing rc <laughs> you know dr disrespect's doing video games uh scott foy's agreeing with you jason is there a lot of rc youtubers out there jason
0: i don't think there's that many in general um i think that there's probably about there's probably four or five i would say popular ones or good ones um but I personally don't listen to any of them, but or, or watch any of them, I guess you should could say. Well, but now, just, wait
1: a minute. We watch Alex, the Hobbyplex show podcast on YouTube. We do watch that one, Alex.
0: I would like to say that I do, but I don't. Oh, my God.
1: Um, I actually do yeah. check it out. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm being straight up. I'm being straight up. I'm one of your 3,200 subscribers. <clears throat> Sometimes I put it on in the background, you know what I mean? Just have it up there and uh alex is uh trashing you
0: yeah i mean i I guess I need to listen or watch at some point, but i just by the time I'm done with my day i'm just
1: you're just kinda, done with your day
0: <laughs> I'm just done with my day i'm just don't wanna <laughs> don't wanna listen to a youtube or a podcast about r c unless it's ours of course,
1: yeah. Uh, Mike Fuller saying uh, he came in late, but they need to do top five average instead of three consecutive for qualifying next year, and it would be more interesting. Mm Hmm. Um. Scott Foy saying uh, now that he's doing his own thing is no Ben Ben ben, can't pronounce it Benuel no (laughs) Benuel I failed Spanish. Actually, did they actually moved me out of? I don't even know if that's Spanish, but I'm assuming it is, right? Because they always use O's. Um, they actually moved me out of Spanish class. Like you couldn't even transfer out of class. It was so like I was so deep into it, but the teachers like, no, we got to get them out of here.
0: They said you got to go, dude.
1: Yeah, seriously, that's no joke. They moved me into graphic arts, and that wasn't any better either. So. All right. Um,
0: I, th- I think honestly, you know, Mike Fuller commented and you yeah, had well, that up about five lap average. I honestly, my i m- my idea is if you want to make it about the racer and have a better experience, do the control practice, then do seven minute qualifiers with a real warm up seven, and okay. then and then have the the bump ups and the main events. Maybe it's a thirty minute main, maybe it's a forty five. I th- I think thirty is probably okay. Because at a race like this, you can settle it in 30 minutes. You don't have to settle it in 45. It's not the worlds or the Roar Nationals. It's a great weekend trophy event. It's still important, but you don't have to burn the midnight uh oil. Is it murder the midnight oil? Burn the midnight And midnight. Uh
1: yeah, no, you're right. Midnight you oil You don't
0: have to burn the midnight oil at yeah. like these things and get done so late on Sunday. Um so I I just think that if you want to have a good experience for the racer just increase the qualifying length, make it count, have a warm up and then um have some good solid mains, 30 minutes uh for nitro, double mains for e-buggy. <coughs> I think that's to me that's what I would enjoy. And if you want to still make your money, um you know, you can have a little more expensive entry fee. And limit the entries so you can get those seven-minute qualifiers in. and Because that's what it comes down to, these race organizers. They still want to make money doing these events. Uh, So, you know, and what they did at the AMS is they actually limited uh, the entries, but they raised the fee. So they could still try to get to their kind of the golden amount they're looking for to do the event and make it pay. Uh, but I still think that there's a there's probably a, a better way. From what I heard, the the entries being lower at this one makes it feel like there's nobody there. That's what all the, our guys kind of said. Oh. they were they were like you know limiting the entries and doing the different format. They said it made it feel like like nobody was there. And to me, when you what's special about doing these races, in my opinion has always been when there's a ton of people everywhere, when you're there and there's six, 700 entries and there's people all over the place. And to me, that's the experience of doing one of these events is having the, the larger turnout, more people there. Um, so it's, it's, but it's a fine line, you know, they're trying to do you know, ultimately if you're, if you are doing these events for money, which they are,
2: mm-hmm.
0: they, they try to put as many racers in there as they can and do it in the shortest amount of time because that's why the racers come in because uh, they don't have to take a lot of time off work. Uh, you know, as we talked about scheduling earlier with the Florida carpet champs, that's usually what it comes down to.
1: Yeah. Um, Scott's saying, do you think, um, do you think nitro will lose popular pop? Man, I can't talk today popularity as electric eight scale electronics get better and better.
0: I don't think so. Um, what I've seen is just more people getting electrics to go along with their nitro cars. Ah, good point. That's all I see is people just adding what it could hurt is the Truggy class, which everything seems to hurt the Truggy class because Poor Truggy buggy has built in advantages because the two cars, uh, compare to each other, you know, a lot of crossover parts, uh, the tires are the same. Uh, so basically like, you know, having a nitro buggy and an e-buggy, it's probably only, you know, slightly more expensive to ultimately race in two classes. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you add Truggy, Mm -hmm. you know, it it kind of doubles or, or somewhere near there. Um, because you're adding Truggy. So I would say what you're going to see is more nitro buggy and more electric buggy. And, um, you know, Truggy's still there. Truggy's out there. It's a popular class. And in my opinion, usually one of the best ones to watch at these races. Truggy is awesome to watch. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I love Truggy.
0: I do think the electrical is getting better. It's getting really good now.
1: Like what are they doing better?
0: Well, the speed controls and the motors are being, are getting more durable and the batteries, uh, the, you know, the e-buggies. I mean, to me, when I drive an e-buggy or when I used to drive an e-buggy, I thought it was fantastic. And that was several years ago. Lately, they say the cars are a little hard to drive, but I mean, let's face it. If you're trying to run at any of these, um, let's face it. When you're trying to run at any of these tracks and try to be competitive, it's all difficult. I mean, this you're watching this video of Dakota going around. He's making this look easy. Yeah, I know. But it is not at all because you have a very narrow groove. It's chipping away. The car wants to get kind of away from you. You got jumps at all different angles here that you're trying to make um, the car go through. Um, and then you have a, a 180 coming on the straightaway where all the groove is chipped away. So your, your choice is to go, you're basically, he rubs the pipe coming on the straightaway and you're driving half on your starting, the starting plaque, which they put up like a piece of wood or something on the straight where the last guy would start his race from. Um, and like right there, you see Spencer come on, he hits one of those ruts and the thing kind of bicycles, but it's really hard. These tracks are difficult and these guys make it look amazing. And what's funny is you go to a whole nother track. Like we just ran at the beach line race and there's a whole different set of circumstances, a whole different set of difficulty compared to running here, like here's Spencer coming on again. And, you know, he yep. goes inside, the car gets sideways, yeah, he drives, he's, he's part way over the plaque that they put for the grid. He's part on the groove. Like, you know, he's fighting all, all you know, all along the, the way there. Yeah. And that's how you have to do it. And.
1: I would have crashed uh, right there. Yeah. I mean, they make it. it look so easy. Yeah. And You can't really tell how rough that track is by just looking at this, but
0: never. Yeah, it's always so much harder in person than it is on video. Yeah, there's Dakota coming up to lap um, a couple cars. And so, you know, we had a uh, Scott Foy, he mentions here that electric truggy is the thing all of his buddies want to raise. And you know what? It is an awesome class. Uh, I know. Mayfield and others—they always want to take it out of the roar nats. They're like, just eliminate e truggy. Let's just have e buggy. But I'm like, I'm like, you know, once a year, I kind of like watching those guys race <laughs> uh, e truggy. And it—I've raced it before, back before even the like we talked. <coughs> the electrical was was great, and oh, I I liked watching it. It was fun. Or I liked driving it. It was fun. It was the fastest RC race car I ever had was an e truggy. Unbelievable!
1: I'm just playing with the layout here.
0: This is Spencer still, you know, driving around and kind of showing you the way around here. And this Mayfield kind of hooked the turn there, and he's got to make up that time again.
1: Kevin Muma, Mr. L C R C. And speaking of YouTube. Have you seen LCRC's YouTube videos?
0: The latest star.
1: The latest star, Krista. Yep. She is that's excellent just, at doing those.
0: You know, honestly, I haven't again I haven't watched one, <sighs> but I, I see the pictures. Yeah. And I see the screen uh she does shot a great job. And uh yeah, I see people commenting that it's that it's really good. And I mean that's that's one thing that's really been building a lot of steam the last couple of years with COVID. Um uh, is a lot more people kind of getting into uh doing videos and um
1: yeah and and they do a great job. I'm not just blowing smoke either. I was like pretty impressed like I'm like, damn, she's good in front of the camera
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so Kevin was saying, we actually have newbies get in with electric and move into nitro after. After they get into racing for a year or so.
0: Which is a good, uh, that's a pretty nice path. That's pretty, you know, you kind of start getting the driving feel down of driving on a track, uh, selections of your equipment set up. You start to get the feel for that. And then they, they kind of get bit by the nitro bug I'm assuming. Cause you know, it just looks so cool. Um, so
1: uh, Alex is saying, I would rather stab myself with a hot fork than Marshall and E-Truggy race.
0: He has a point there. <laughs> he has a pretty good point. I would also add mini-Truggy to that.
1: <laughs> mm. Okay. Mike Fuller, big question. Wow, look at this. I didn't even know if that was going to fit on the screen. But anyway, uh, compounding on what Jason, compounding on what Jason said about time off work and making these races shorter, I think having the pro program run on Saturday, then sportsmen on Friday and intermediate on Sunday. That way, you would only need to stay one or two days, depending on if you wanted to stay or come a day earlier if you wanted to watch the pro program,
0: there is there. I, I have seen a few events that they've ran like that before. And I think like he mentioned, it, it does seem to work pretty well. Um, and it, it kind of gives you a, maybe even a shorter time when you're there. Cause there's not as many people there at one time. That could be something use, they could try. That might be a possibility. Um, uh, the only thing we you know, we, a lot of people asked us to do the clash like that when we had the clash event, mm. they asked us to kind of split the days up in this case at our clash. It was mostly about splitting up 10 scale and eight scale days, which I was resistant to do that because what I wanted was I wanted people to, um, the whole idea of the clash event was to get the eight skilled guys to watch 10 scale and vice versa. So it kind of, in my opinion, a little, it defeated the purpose of showing uh, the two sides of RC uh, to the guys when in that format. Uh, But yeah, there's definitely something to that and trying that schedule, I think, could be something that they could do here at AMS. They could; it could be the experimental event. We're watching here on the screen. We got Spencer, which I believe is in second here, in Mayfield and Mayfield in third. Spencer goes wide off the pipe, and Mayfield goes by. But um, looks like Spencer dropped way back there. Had a lot of marshaling issues in this race. I've noticed. Oh, really? Yeah. Tebow had one where he got stuck under the pipe, and he was there <laughs> forever. And it looked like Spencer just went off on that jump section. And and uh, now, I mean, there he is just now coming on the straightaway. I mean, he <laughs> lost a ton of time. Here comes Dakota to lap them all again. Jeez. Yeah, he's flying. But the other thing when you're in this, you know, when you're in the, when you get out front at a race like this with one line and then people start battling with each other second through fifth, and you're uh have the speed of a Dakota in an open track. Poof. Mm. You're gone, man. It's on you if you blow it at that point cuz you have the great a great advantage. Here it is in and out of the pits again, Barry and Thomas. So Scott Foy mentioned here that off topic, but at OCRC they had a BJ4 in the background uh in the back room, sorry. Yeah, I might uh That'd be nice to have, Scott. I do have one. Wow! But you can never have enough. You can never have enough vintage cars, as Scott will tell you.
1: You still need to do the BJ4 uh, episode.
0: That's right. We need to write that. You can write that down on your notes.
1: I have it written down already here. <laughs> we keep forgetting to do it. <clears throat> No, we'll uh, do that like on a uh, weekend or whatever you're home and we're both available. We'll just. Uh, I'm home this weekend. Oh, okay. I'm. So am I. So maybe two shows in, in one week. People will pass out.
0: Yeah, we'll just uh, get those numbers up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin is saying uh, Krista is re- working really hard at the videos, and they have a lot of new videos in the queue, and I think they just. Uh, uploaded one today. Actually, is this the uh, one about
0: setup on a T6 or something?
1: Yeah, or how to put together. Okay, something. Um, I go check it out now. But um, yeah, she's doing a great job. And Scott's
0: mentioning here, we'll do That's the double X, uh, the low C double X episode after we get a shipment from California. He's actually, uh, I bought a. Double low C double X. Cause one of my favorite RC cars, I bought one on, uh, I think it was either off mm. of one of the pages on Facebook as years and years ago, I bought it oh. and, um, actually Scott's going to work on it.
1: Oh, um, nice. he is
0: working on it, kind of getting it up to Kenwald spec so that I can feature it in a video. Um, I didn't run low C in those days or much at all,
1: but I, I was like the car but uh, <laughs> Barry Baker. Barry Baker. I haven't heard from Barry in a long time.
0: So, Welcome. yeah, we're gonna get that double X as one of my favorite RC cars, and then <clears throat> uh, yeah, we can always talk about it on here
1: as well. This is the Pro Nitro Buggy A Main AMS.
0: Barry had a had a uh, had a hand in this. In what the video? In this, uh, yeah, he was in the pits here with Thomas pitting Dakota.
1: Oh, nice. Okay.
0: I was like, we talked about it over the weekend. Uh, one thing that's great about Barry is if he tightens a wheel nut on your car, Uh he's in it with you all the way to the end, man. Wow. He's, he's in, if there, you're not going to have a more, uh, all in kind of guy than Barry in your, in your pits for sure. You can imagine here him working on this car for Dakota this all weekend and then pitting it too. um, I'm sure Barry could tell us how it feels to be in the car here because he was in it this whole main. You can can see here, he's flying.
1: Uh, Alex Sturgeon. Did I lose you? I think I lost.
0: Pretty good condition. Uh, Mine was in pretty good, but Scott's really getting it in. Amazing condition, <clears throat> up to the Kinwald specs.
2: Um,
1: it disappeared there for a second.
0: Yeah, we didn't mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course not.
0: Yeah, so Alex has a double X. He said that's in pretty good condition. Great car. I was uh, that really took that took us out of the RC ten uh, era, moved us into the molded composite era kind of took us out of the aluminum chassis aluminum era and into the injection molded Barry happy Thanksgiving
1: happy Thanksgiving
0: you know what was funny what was amazing is we actually um we had to, you know, we we had to race that double X car with RC tens, mm-hmm. and we actually had a lot of success. You know, still using uh, a world's car RC ten racing a double X, and when you look at the two vehicles, I mean, they, you know, there's, you know, they're still front a arms, steering bell crank, servo, battery, transmission, and motor, but. Their cars really couldn't be much different, um, and uh, we actually fared pretty well, including Ken when in that Worlds with the RC10 yeah, over well, Joel Johnson. So has a tough one for Gotti yeah, to swallow. That was a
1: tough one. Joel was so close. Yeah, getting low-see their first Worlds.
0: Yep, but <clears throat> you know who did, you know who ended up getting low-see their first Worlds? Ken Yep. I was there on the stand next to Ken Wald when he crossed the line.
1: And Ernie was jacked. He's like ah.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. Him, <laughs> Pops, and uh. You know, Alex, uh he's got some Alex has given us some setup information on the double X.
1: Alex says I always thought the double X still turned like a dump truck. It's always pushing. Well, if you knew how to set it up, it wasn't pushing.
0: (laughs) Right? And Bob Novak. Yeah, Scott, he's got the photo. Bob Novak. Bob Novak, that's
1: right. That was the three of them screaming. Ernie, Pops, and Bob Novak. A triple
0: win for those guys. Uh, Yeah, John Bolton, he's commenting here that he beat a lot of double X losses with his Worlds. Yeah, we, we did. We did a lot of. Um, we still beat up on the double X, but it got harder.
1: (laughs) John Bolton saying it's, it was worse than the dump truck.
0: You know, I think in those days, what was interesting is it wasn't as easy to tune with front tires. And that was something that Kinwald kind of brought to Bratelosi was tuning with front tires, um, adding more tires to the front tires to the arsenal, uh, pin front tires coming back. And I think that was something that, that Brian really got good at. And that's what started making these cars um, drive differently. And, you know, they never came out with the associated stealth car from 91 because it didn't steer either. That was the reason they never released it Mm. because when they drove it on any other track, but, uh, the Detroit track, it didn't turn. And that was one of the main reasons they never released that car. But had you been able to tune with front tires, um, Or you did more tuning with front. I mean, Masami, as it was, he ran pin front tires at the Detroit Worlds that he won with. And that was on a loamy track. Um, But, yeah, having tuning more with tires, uh, you probably could have got those cars to to be production level cars.
1: I don't see if I'm going to go on YouTube. You can uh, continue.
0: As Scott Foy mentioned here that cutting and gluing four wheel fronts and that's that's what Brian did. We the the first front I remember kind of using uh more often, I guess you could say here Spencer crashing coming into the pits. That's costing him a lot. And I just threw him back on the straightaway. He was trying to go into the pits. <laughs> anyway, um, I think this is where the race was getting away from Spencer. He was he was having a good run in second and um But, uh, yeah, it's the first front that Kinwald really, really loved. I think on his RC 10 was, we used to call them Kyosho fuzzies and it was a a crosshatch looking tire. And I want to say that he used to take a four wheel front and narrow it and then also reduce the diameter. So he would cut it two ways. I was funny as we just did this over the weekend with a, with Ryan, um, um, so if I had a front tire here, well, what we would do is we would, we would cut it, narrow it, and then you cut it the other way and then make the diameter smaller. And I believe that's how Kinwald used to run those fronts on his two wheel. And he was doing that on the RC 10. And then he kind of moved into, you know, as he got on low C, you know, they were wanting him to try and experiment more with their tires. And I think that's where a lot of that came from. But um. we're still watching Dakota in the background here. He's kind of laying it down still here at AMS. John Bolton, he's commenting that shows how good the RC 10 World was, which, you know, he's right. It just, um, I think fundamentally there was some things that were just right about that RC 10 and then also some very good drivers behind it in those days, but fundamentally the car was, uh, was built and designed correctly as far as I'm concerned. And it had an amazing run, um, you could probably redo that car today uh, with aluminum chassis and nose piece and some of these different things. Uh, make it mid motor and you know have the suspension adjustability that we have now and a arm links and and you could and you could make that general layout and general construction probably successful today. Roger kind of knew what he was doing with that thing.
1: <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, I'm on YouTube browsing. Okay. Um
0: <laughs> We got uh Corey, oh, yeah. he's he's got a mention here. Gotti and Jay, how do y'all deal with nerve and I'm not sure if he's talking about on the track or he might, he ha- might have to elaborate on that. That's kind of what I'm thinking is he's maybe or nerves about uh,
1: God either on the track
0: that. or behind, I don't know about behind the microphone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which one do you mean? Uh, Corey, I mean, I don't really get nervous. I don't get nervous. Behind God, the he's nervous behind the microphone, right? No, I'm not. Okay, I don't think I really. I think when we first started, it was a little nerve wracking, but because you wanted to, you tried to keep the conversation flowing, and I don't know, always worried about that. What's uh, Alex saying here? Um, Driving a world's car a few years ago made me rethink my teenage life choices.
0: I wonder (laughs) if he means that he liked the way it worked or he doesn't like the way it worked. Um. It's amazing when a guy and going back to watching Dakota here, while this video is rolling, when a guy is driving well, mm-hmm. um, how he makes certain things, you know, there's just things that the car and the driver is working together with that it's hard to explain when it's when it's your day and, and your vehicle and the, the driving is you match the track and, and and just looks like one of them. Even when he crashes and makes a mistake. Yeah, like he just like it doesn't flip over.
1: <laughs> just he, yeah. like a
0: second ago, like a cat. he went wide and kind of like caught the car and drove straight into the pipe. It just bounced back right back into the line. And he just took right off. Like <laughs> it was hardly any issue. That's the
1: luck they have. Now,
0: <clears throat> well, John, John Bolton kind of laying the, laying it down here on Alex saying that he beat his double X a few times with the world. Got to see if Alex remembers this too.
1: Well, Alex is saying he liked the world's car.
0: When, when we got into trouble with the RC 10 world's car is when the track got bumpy. If the track was rough mm-hmm. and was loamy and rough, um, uh, that's where we got into trouble with the world's car. We really could hold our own against the, and maybe even better than the double X at many things. Um, But that bumpy condition, loamy track, it was something that the double X to me was with the hydro drive and all that was just definitely made for. And uh, that was a tough one.
1: John was a 90s RC God.
0: Yeah, Alex is stating here that when John raced in the 90s, he was a God. But as Bill Murray says, maybe not a God, not the God, right? (laughs) Is that, that's what he said in Ghostbusters or something?
1: I think so. I think you're right. (laughs) Okay. So where are we at with the races?
0: Well, we were kind of going over AMS. Uh, we've kind of talked about that a lot. Uh, Florida Carpet Champs. We haven't really dug too far into that yet. Uh, of course, anybody that watched that online, they can chime in here about some things they saw or noticed. And uh, <clears throat> you have that race kinda, up too. Of course, of course, I was there. We don't have that one up yet, wow. but we will. And just a, like I said earlier, a whole different set of circumstances and conditions when you switch, you go from an AMS like this to an event where now you got brand new carpet, uh, man made jumps. Well, I guess they're all man made, technically, uh, but um, we'll say constructed out of wood or metal and a carpet laid over the top of them. Just a whole different set of difficult (laughs) conditions. And I drove that track there at Florida Carpet Champs. And it was actually a hard track because there was a lot of jumps, a lot of elevation. Um, I would say my... I'm trying to think what my weakness was on that track, but... There was no
1: weakness. uh, Oh, there was weakness. Oh, wow. John Bolton saying the new Ghostbusters is great.
0: I, I can actually chime in here on this because uh, the other day we had, uh, you might have seen on Facebook that the that the girls, uh, Hannah, Allison, and uh, Chloe <coughs> Fend, uh, mm-hmm. they did a, a drink happy hour. Well, the boys, m- me, Dakota, and Lee Setzer, we all went and saw the ghostbusters movie oh wow so i have some of my own uh so it's actually good it it is a good movie
2: Uh,
1: they didn't screw it up like they didn't uh
0: it's it is different though oh look at that is that a a j
1: concepts winter hat there what is that that's vp oh vp okay We need a knit hat like that for winter, Jason. Just, just
0: with the big fuzzy on top. What's that called?
1: Tassel, tassel, tassel. I don't know. Tassel, tassel. (laughs) Um,
0: The only thing that made me kind of like question the Ghostbusters was the ending. To me, the where they had to uh, save the world, essentially. You know, all these movies, you save the world. Uh it did, it wasn't didn't seem all that tough for them. Like there was not that moment it, it w- there wasn't that moment where it was like you're unsure if they're going to be able to get it, get the job done. You were just I just kind of felt like uh oh, it, it was it, the the doubt was never or the the outcome was never in doubt. Like I never there was wasn't that step back moment or big step back. You know, I kind of felt like it it, it was a foregone conclusion that they had this figured out. <clears throat> and it's really pretty difficult when you're fighting ghosts, I would think. Um, and the thing that always surprises me in these movies is... I would think I would be more surprised if I actually saw a ghost. I don't
1: know. I haven't seen in, in, jack in these, shit.
0: In these movies, they chase them. They go down mine shafts after them. I mean, they're not... <laughs> <laughs> they ain't afraid of these ghosts, <laughs> you know. There it is. Yeah, they're just not. I mean, I mean, these kids are 12, 13, 14 years old, and yeah. they're going after them. Man. <laughs> they don't even have guns, they don't have anything. Proton pack, that, you know, kids I'm aren't still, scared anymore, they just go right after
1: them. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're not afraid. <laughs> Uh Alex is saying Ghostbusters was great, critics are stupid. And I forgot all about this one. Uh John Bolton saying better than the forced female Ghostbusters. <clears throat> I you forgot know, about I, that I, version. I, I that never saw out. that one, but yeah. I
0: can imagine, you know. It's pretty bad. I could see why they probably tried it. And <clears throat> but yeah, this this particular be careful what you say. You can
1: get canceled here.
0: Well, no, I think that particular, <laughs> this new Ghostbusters, it's sort of a tribute to, is it Ivan Reitman? Mm-hmm. Is that what he wrote here? Yeah, Ivan Reitman, who was, uh, the, the movie was definitely a lot about him and, and made some made some definite sense.
1: uh Corey's saying uh how do you deal with the nerves on the track i mean i don't know do you really get nervous anymore jason
0: i do do okay
1: yeah i guess if they say like if you're not nervous you don't care but
0: yeah that's exactly what it is Mm -hmm. i think what i used to think was if if your skills are sharp enough getting nervous shouldn't matter. I always kind of thought that your skills could kind of make up for the nervousness. Um, I, I just think it's, it's something you have to really deal with and kind of concentrate on, um, you know, you can, when you know you're getting nervous, you have to say, okay, you got to focus on what's important and you know, on the track and getting those points, right. Not losing too much time. I think it, you know, <clears throat> me, when I race, I think my, um, the tendency that I would have, I guess, is to slow down, uh, a little too much when, when that time comes, but, but I think what it is is you're 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 trying to make sure that you're getting things right and not trying to make that big mistake or big error. But um, I think the sharper you are or the more racing that you're doing, and maybe that's really the number one is the more racing that you're doing and putting yourself in those situations, you can come out better on the other end of it. And I think that's really what it's about is – the more you do it and the more that you kind of conquer those moments that you can remind yourself that, Hey, I can do this. I can get through it. And even if it's a nervous situation, I, I know I can, I can beat this. And that's how it was for me when I was um, younger or most competitive. That's how you kind of got through those or, you know, battled those moments. Mm-hmm. And now it's, maybe a little tougher you go I go a little bit too easy so I think if I was to race practice and participate a little more maybe that would go away a little and I could kind of bring back uh, a little bit more of an attack of finishing mentality not so much of a survival mentality I guess I guess that's it
1: Russ Bryant saying what's up guys what's up Russ
0: yeah, Russ. Uh, he's been showing me some updates on his racing. He's back out on the track. Get some. Uh, they got a lot of good um, racing up there in Michigan.
1: There's uh, Krista's video from LCRC Raceway on YouTube. Putting together a team associated RC 10 T6.1 or uh, T6.2. Sorry. Stadium truck. We're doing both. Well, look how nice these videos are. She's doing a good job.
0: Yeah, I mean, adding in the details here, showing you how to change the front bulkhead. Look uh, how
1: fast she's going
0: 1.5 speed. <clears throat> Got some J Concept shock parts on there.
1: I hope they don't hit me with a copyright strike. Oops. What am I doing?
0: Yeah, you heard she's showing how to, you know, put the shocks on and off here. Yeah, so Russ Bryant mentions here in a comment that. You know, it's all they can do when it's 30 degrees outside in Michigan is go RC racing. Not a bad idea, though.
1: Alex Sturgeon, only good Melissa McCarthy movie is The Happy Time Murders, not Ghostbusters.
0: Okay. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that before. She's got her little snap on. I think that's what it is. The red and black um, pick is what I would call that. We used to sell up It has got a ninety degree corner, ninety degree turn at the end, and that she can push out hinge pins with those.
1: Oh, nice. That's a nice tool to have. Yeah. <clears throat> One
0: point five driver. Yeah. So what she's doing is she's changing the front bulkhead. So basically, you're taking a dirt t6.6 here turning it into a making it work better or equipping it is that a word
1: yeah and it's a word we make it it, we make words up here equipping 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 equipinator yeah i don't don't know if that's a word but
0: uh yeah she's getting this equipped she's getting a measurement going here with the calipers reattaching the front end one thing i noticed about my wrenching skills uh
1: getting arthritis in your hands
0: no <laughs> not yet Is it is uh you you kind of or for me it is another thing you can practice is wrenching and when you do it a lot man you get you get so good at uh, your tool placement your you know where you position the vehicle when you're working on it and just going fast or quickly um, working and wrenching on the car that I feel very rusty. I almost feel just as rusty wrenching on my cars at the races as I do on the track mm. uh, like man when I was young it just it, you know it was racing and wrenching all the time yeah it it just it's so you don't even think about it. It's just, you're just flying and, you know, things are just moving around and, um, you know, pivoting the cars, different angles, getting, you know, sh- you know, car stand here, flipping it around there and not even thinking about it. Just, you know, moving along fast. And that's something I, uh, I notice is a little rusty for me is the track side wrenching.
1: Hmm. Oh you have other people do it for you
0: <laughs> well yeah, and you know it i what's weird is there's a lot of people that will work on stuff for you, but it it definitely is still more rewarding when you do it yourself. It is easy to have other people do it, but when you do it yourself there is a little there is some it is more rewarding.
1: Russ Bryant is saying wrenching is 50% of the whole game. The other 50% is keeping your head in the game.
0: What's that movie where the kids are playing football? It's like somebody says uh, football's 90% physical and 20% mental or something like that. There's a movie. What's the, the movie Little Giants?
1: Little Giants, yeah.
0: Yeah, the the kid says it in there somewhere, I believe.
1: Al Bundy. It's
0: a great movie.
1: John's saying he is getting the RC10 6.2 next.
0: Krista sold him on it right here.
1: Right there, Krista sold him. Good job, Krista. Done. John's like, I'm getting it. That's it.
0: That's it. This is the great, this is the best truck.
1: Well, make sure you order from lcrcraceway.com. Yeah, we were. Well, I think actually John has thing. his does I uh actually John goes to uh hobby uh my favorite track up there in uh, Iowa. What is it? Hobby Action. That's his or, local
0: um, track, I believe.
1: Yeah. Which is another YouTube channel I check out cuz I just like that track a lot. Um Alex is saying little giants setting another generation up for failure. <laughs> Not sure
0: what that means, but the annexation of Puerto Rico. Wasn't that like <laughs> one the, of the plays? The yeah. play in the movies. Hobby Haven.
1: That's it. Hobby Haven. I'm sorry, I blanked out on that. It's very stressful behind this mic. Um Little Giants setting a generation up for failure. I like um, that was a, I have that movie on DVD. I love that movie. But out it's one, been a
0: long time since I watched it, but I need to.
1: O'Shea Brothers.
0: Is that what they were? Yeah. Danny Danny O'Shea. Danny.
1: Danny and something the, like Man. Giants. Oh, Giants are a terrible team. I don't even care about NFL, and I know that Alex Sturgeon. All right, let's we won't get into the NFL portion of the show. <laughs> Jason. <don't. laughs> yeah. What do you call them, really Jason? The NFL players? I forget. Um Hobby Haven.
0: Hobby Haven.
1: I said it a million times. I just love the setting of that track. Like the tracks right there and the hobby shops right there. And then they have Could like a Could
0: be more Perfect.
1: Then they have a tree, then the parking lot. I think you go around a tree, even. You go around a tree? I think so. I don't know. It just yeah, looks yeah.
0: cozy. I, I, I know. I, I raced there. I forgot about that. Just looks cozy. Yeah. Oh, you, you raced there? Mm hmm. The uh, Hobby Haven uh, shootout that they had.
1: Listen, if you ever go there again, just. Hook me up. We're going. I'm going with you just to go there.
0: It's a done deal.
1: And John's saying that uh, Hobby Haven shootout making a comeback this spring.
0: It is. So I've I've heard about that.
1: When we try and try and get out there to the shootout.
0: Yeah, you can. um,
1: No, me and you both will go out. Oh, okay. As long as there's nothing, you know, it's not conflicting with anything else of yours.
0: I only have like another hundred races.
1: Come on. How awesome would be to go there? Well, oh, there's no doubt it would be awesome. Jason Santos, what's up, guys? How you feeling, Jason? Hope all is well. Jason recovering from COVID. Um, Russ Bryan saying j Row monster truck race here December 4th. Come and hang out. And wh- where is this at?
0: Uh, that would be in Michigan. That's where Russ is from. Okay. But yeah, I'm going to be in California during that time. Not Uh, gonna be able to make it there for that.
1: Alex is saying Memorial Day weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. What what's Memorial Day weekend?
0: That's when the that that shootout race is Hobby Haven? It actually might be Labor Day. I can't remember.
1: No, Labor Day is uh I think that's in September. And if it's spring...
0: We'll we'll have to have someone... uh,
1: Memorial Day is like around spring. Okay. So Labor Day would be fall.
0: Maybe that's not when it is then.
1: Oh, they moved it to Memorial Day. Jason said he's... uh, Getting better here. He's not too bad now. Definitely been better. Still still uh got the after S- effects, I guess.
0: Still suffering the
1: Well, Jason, if it makes you feel any better. We're doing fine here. No problems.
0: So that makes him
1: feel better. Oh, he might be concerned. Uh John Bolton says Hobby Haven shootout was Labor Day for 15 years, Jason. Now it's Memorial Day. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, it wasn't that far off. I had that part right, right?
1: No. Yeah. Right, right. I used to go to Wagon Hill for the Memorial Day Challenge.
0: So they had a Memorial Day event?
1: Every Memorial Day.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it was interesting back then. And uh, here comes our 96 Nats talk. <laughs> we got it in but you know in those days I mean never been you know we only went to that track one time it was for the Roar Nats that's it there was no other time, <clears throat> one so, time so none there. of you guys
1: you, you guys didn't go to the Memorial Day Challenge and because nope. then just a few weeks later the Nats
0: nope nope we did not
1: I think uh, Chris Bing was saying who we will have on the show. I keep saying that, but uh, we're trying to get our schedules all matched up here. But um, I think he was saying he went to, you know, he was at the Memorial day challenge, ran the same tires he did at the challenge for the Nats. Uh, Something along that, that line.
0: That sounds correct. Cause that was big thing there that Chris had figured out um, that we didn't, you know, we didn't have low, pin tires or very low pin tires in those days Um, like fuzzies and flat fuzzies and square fuzzies was the smallest but we didn't have bar tires and uh, what he figured out was the used tires were better that's what he figured out and that was a a really um, big advantage to him uh, during his qualifying uh, attempts there and uh, and then moving into the main, you know, as, as kind of everybody kind of started getting the, uh, the information that, that might've been happening, you know, that he might've been doing that then, uh, you know, we were all kind of thinking about that. Uh, at least it was a consideration, but yeah, that was one of the first things that happened there was somebody running used tires and, Doing a number.
1: Okay. So, where did you uh, leave off when we were getting in, into all these questions?
0: Well, we were just talking about the race a little bit there at Beach Line, the carpet race. And, you know, Dakota was on his game. He was, uh, you know, he was uh, the guy to beat in two wheel drive. Uh, he got second in four wheel drive behind, um, uh, we'll call Michael Harlowski. But yeah, I mean, everybody was really impressed with, uh, I, and I think there was a little bit of a, um, uh, a little bit of the scuttle, if huh? you will, scuttlebutt. we can, we can use that. We can use that, that. word. Yeah, we can, use uh, it. was, I think people were interested to see how the tire matchups, uh, would work out at that race because, um, it was a very, it was a rare situation where we were using, uh, open tires and in, at a carpet race, you know, traditionally many of these races, uh, on, on the carpet tour throughout the world are all controlled tires. Mm-hmm. So very, it's a, it's, it was kind of a big deal in, in the fact mm-hmm. that, um for, for once, uh, everybody was kind of going at each other with their, um, you know, whoever brand they were representing, right? So the J Concepts guys, uh, you know, versus Schumacher versus ProLine. Uh, so that was a big thing. We, we uh, you know, we have done a little bit in the past, you know, going head to head. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that say that, um, the Schumacher tires on carpet are the best and, um, and, you know, people will, will, you know, will swear up and down that that's the case. And, and, um, uh, you know, we definitely were able to prove on this weekend, uh, this particular weekend that, uh, we held our own, we won and, um. You know, won the toughest class, two-wheel drive, and we were able to show that, you know, we definitely had something. And a really big win, I think, for us. Uh, something that, you know, people like to talk about the cars and which car and, you know, what's winning and all that. But I think really the one of the biggest things about the race was um, the, you know, tires going head-to-head. And I think we came out with a, a really good Uh, victory, and kind of showed that uh, we got a little something in that class. What do you think about that?
1: This is the eBuggies AMS. Um, John Bolton asks a very interesting question. Do you think the Chris Bing run could happen today?
0: I guess so we'll kind of lay the groundwork here a little bit, right? It's like the equivalent would be of a, basically a regional fast guy winning the Roar Nationals, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're saying. Uh, yes. I don't think so. Um, I, I just don't know if it if it could happen today. Hmm. I think there's too much that first of all, I think when I got there, I was racing. I don't think I knew who Chris Bing was. Um, and you know, and I had been, you know, I've done a lot of traveling. I've been to a lot of races and I've heard of a lot of great drivers. I didn't know who Chris Bing was. Um, and I think today, I would know who Chris Bing is, right? Because of social media and race results and different things. <laughs> and us bringing it up every uh, episode. Yeah. Well, <laughs> besides that, I, I would know who he is, I think, uh, because of the, the world uh, being you know, different with social media and everything. So I would know who he is, and uh, we probably would have seen the results from that event
1: talking about what'd you call it uh, uh memorial day uh memorial day weekend challenge
2: mm-hmm.
1: you would have found out you would you would have been in the know of what's correct. going on and you would have found out what he was doing to, correct through social yeah we would
0: have seen photos we would have
1: heard from uh, people would
0: have we would have heard from people we would have known what was happening and i think that today uh you would just be a lot smarter when you show up and more prepared and somebody, it would be hard for somebody to get a, comp, you know, that far ahead of you, um, without being able to catch up right at the end. And, and you know, and Kenwald and Greg Hodab did catch up at the yeah. end, but they were, it, but it was still just a little bit, you know, him being TQ, um, I think it only went by one round of qualifying. Then, so you could TQ then uh, by just TQing one round. So, you know, that was that's another, uh, you know, that's another great point is, you know, you could put in your great run when it mattered the most and TQ the whole event. Whereas today, you'd have to put in two runs like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um which that makes everything a lot different too. Um, so I don't think it could happen today. Uh, I think there's drivers that could pull it off. You know, like uh, the thing that I think of is maybe like, um, you know, Lee Setzer at his home track. Uh, if they, if you were able to have a roar Nats there and, I think he has the speed that he could surprise people uh, coming in from out of town. You know, it's already happened a little bit with the racing we've done there. Um, But he hasn't been able to pull off the win against Dakota in 10 scale or Mayfield in 8 scale. But he ran them them tough. Um, But at this point, you know, Lee's ran a ton of races too. So it's not like nobody doesn't know who Lee is or doesn't think he's fast. Um but it's somebody that hasn't won a national that could maybe upset one of the you know, one of the very top guys. You know, I think he he has that kind of speed. Um but the way that happened, I, I just don't know if it could ever happen again. Very rare. Very unique.
1: Um, Alex Sturgeon saying, wasn't there some uh, team driving going on at that race?
0: Um, at that one, I don't think there was any team driving at that race. Um, the race that there was team driving was the year before that I was involved in. Um, on the, I guess you would say on the bad end of it because uh, Kinwald and Greg Hodap, they were on the same team uh, on, on low C they were on Trinity and Kinwald was like, uh, Brian and I had the same issue in our qualifier. We hit a, like a lap traffic because <clears throat> back then you, you only had to put, you know, your good run had to come when the track was fast and during both, Ken Walt's run and my run, we both hit lap cars and cost us, you know, valuable time. So uh, I believe he qualified eighth and I qualified ninth and, you know, how everybody goes back and looks at their time to see how they would have done without the crash. But I would have TQ that race if it wasn't for that. Um, the issue with the back marker, uh, which actually was Josh Cyril. If I remember correctly, because he was running off-road there, I I hit him, um, or he hung a turn right in front of me. But anyway, <laughs> obviously wasn't his fault, but that's part of the game. And so in so we ended up qualifying eighth and ninth. And what ended up happening was in the mains, Greg Hodap was qualified a little bit higher, but Kinwald got up through the pack in the first main really easily. Uh, He was in the running as long along with um, I was in the running as well. And he won the first main. And I I forget if I got second or third, something like that. And then the was the second main. I think it was the second main Uh, Kinwald got up to the lead and I didn't get quite the start that Kinwald got. I was coming through the pack and For me, the best scenario for me was if uh, somebody else won the second main and then it gave me a chance in the third main to still win the overall, right? Because in the third main, say I, I could have won the third main and I would have had a second from the first main, I could have won the whole thing with a first and a second, right? Well... Uh, Kinwald was leading in the second main. He got up to the top and Greg Hodap was in second. And I was in third, I believe I'm just going off of memory. And um, what ended up happening was uh, Brian crashed in a turn in the back of the track. And instead of Greg going by him and taking the lead and winning, he stopped on the track and let, Kinwald get back in the lead and wrap the whole main up and wrap the 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 event up in two mains. So um of course I was upset about it because uh you know in traditional sense you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, you Greg would go by him, he would take the win uh in that second main, and then it for the third main it comes down to Kenwald, HODAP, myself, whoever else had a second place. That's who can win the overall. That's what I wanted to happen, right? Right. So it was better for me would have been it go to a third main. You take your chances. You you try to see if you can get your win there somehow. But Kenwald crashed in that second main. Greg waited for him, let him go back into the lead and wrap it up in two mains. And So that was the team driving that I experienced at that race. And I understand I remember being really upset at the time and telling Greg about it, and he just kind of laughed it off and said, "Hey, you know, I get paid one way or another, you know, you know, kind of insinuating that for him, Kinwald winning was just as good as if he won, and maybe that's true right um so." that was the team driving. I remember, I don't remember there really being any at the 96 knots, but I could be wrong. They had it there too. Those guys were the, you know, they, they went by the, you know, gold dust twins. That was uh Trinity one of their, uh, nicknames and they were good together. They, they really were on the track and it was, uh, they were tough to beat. It was a great one, two punch, uh, for them at that time. And yeah, they, they were, they were hard to handle.
1: Now let's start winding this down a little bit. Um, Corey's saying, uh, 10 scale, two will drive buggy. What is the top five? Uh, what is the top five thing you have? Right. You have to have, right. Other than tires top five
0: i guess you know what are five things
1: that you have to write other than tires
0: yeah it's just like any other um or any other car you have to have um the appropriate amount of power so if you're if you're running stock uh you know power is going to be critical and if you're running modified, you more than likely you have plenty of power. Um, then it comes down to controlling it. So now you have your speed control adjustments, and you know how you're controlling that end of uh, that end of everything. Um, just overall suspension now, right? Then you get into the the chassis setup you know, what's your, what's your setup. And, uh, there's so much to that today, uh, way more than there was ever in my, in, in, you know, the racing days that I had in the nineties, you know, um, it's, there's so much to, to the chassis setup. Now there's a ton of adjustments and depending on the type of track that you're on can, that can determine a lot. And so your general setup, so your, your, um, your power, your speed control settings, the general suspension, and, uh, you know, a lot of guys will talk about their, their aero package, right? Which is, which wing uh-huh. are you running? You know, what type of, you know, you're running a, you know, what kind of wing are you running? Uh, front wing, no front wing, uh, you know, all those type of things become a consideration so i would say those are the that's the the other five i think i got five yeah in there it you know two-wheel buggy i think is just it, it is the hardest class i think and you know, there's a lot of guys that that love eight scale, and, and I love eight scale too. But there is something about two wheel buggy that makes it, in my opinion, the most difficult of all of them. And it, it always, and it just feels like it will out that will always be the case for some reason. Um, eight scale has a whole different set of, I, I guess. Uh, you know, difficulty, but two wheel buggy just from a plain <laughs> driving standpoint is the class, uh, just pure driving, pure raw talent. Uh, that's where it shows that class. Um, and, you know, there's a reason why I would think there isn't a widespread, uh, Teams that have won a world a a world championship in in ten scale buggy because just you you can't have that you can't pull the Chris Bing at at the ten scale buggy worlds it just doesn't you know what I mean Mm -hmm. you you there's no surprise it's very hard to surprise anybody and just a lot to it just a lot to it.
1: Uh, Matt Adams is saying, "What's your current favorite solid axle pro mod chassis?" The kid wants to try out monster truck racing. So who's this now? Matt Adams.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I'm I'm a little different right now because i have all the the pro mod chassis that I'm running uh, are all axial based, but they're highly modified with like our own uh, suspension and, and, different different things we've, we've done to them. So, um, but you know, the guys that the Cloudbuster's hard to beat on carpet. Well, a clodbuster based suspension, I guess you'd say it's hard to, it's hard to compete against that on a carpet track.
1: Mm-hmm. They,
0: they seem to still handle better or have an advantage, uh, the shafty trucks seem to do pretty well on tracks and conditions that, uh, maybe dirt or a little looser conditions, uh, something that where you don't get that effect of the, uh, the motor being parallel to the, to the drivetrain. Um, there's a lot of, uh, torque steer, um, That has to do with a shafty truck with the motor when it's in that's parallel with the drivetrain. But um, uh, as far as a clodbuster suspension, that cube chassis um, has been awesome. Uh, The the ZRP is another one that the guys run that's really successful with clodbuster-based transmissions. Uh, My axial stuff with our kind of prototype or test parts have been pretty good on dirt. Um, I just got a, um, I haven't raced it yet, but a freestyle RC, um, chassis that I really like, uh, I like the way the looks of it, uh, Fred and I, we kind of moved the sway bars around a little bit and some different materials so we could, uh, use the sway bars a little differently <clears throat> on that. But, um, I would say if you're going to race on carpet, you want to look at, uh clod-based transmissions and a, a chassis kit that matches that. If you're going to race in the dirt, kind of opens you up a little more with the Axial's stuff with modifications or a freestyle RC, like a, I believe it's called a Pro, I think it's called a Pro 2. And um, let me pull up their website. Make sure I got it correct here. Yeah, Pro ZRD is the one that we just finished, Uh, did some stuff with the sway bars. I like that truck on the Freestyle website, Pro ZRD. And then there's a new truck that they just came out with. Um, Let me confirm the name. The Rapid X 2.0 is a really unique chassis, and I've seen that peek out on the carpet uh, I think Josh and the guys that run this on carpet, this rapid X has been pretty amazing. Um, But I think if you're in the dirt, you don't necessarily need that chassis. You could run this pro ZRD on dirt, the rapid X for carpet. Um, So I I didn't really give you my favorite, I guess you could say, but those are the options. I think the best options to choose from. Oh, and there's the low C LMT. I mean, that that truck just came out you can use that with modifications i would take stuff off of it more than you know more than likely i would take uh, take things off of it and i think that would be a a really good chassis too
1: i have the um sharing the screen with uh freestyle rc um yeah that's the
0: Yeah. Pro ZRD rapid X. I think the pro ZRD, we ha- haven't ran it in the dirt yet, but I think it will, um, will do uh, well out there, uh, in the dirt. I think the other one, the rapid X for the, um, for carpet, uh, if you're going to have a clod based truck for which I've just, been great for 30 years you get clawed axles and you get a chassis like Russ Bryant says here the ZRP that's a good one Um, that's what I would I I know that uh, Russ runs that he's won a ton of races and um, Sonny Santucci he's won a ton of races with that yeah and he's got the low LMT you know Russ Bryant mentioned here I think the low LMT truck you, I think you take some things off, you do a little rebuild yourself because the ones that come built are a little, they're not built really that great. So, you know, you do a little rebuild yourself, um, pick your electrical, get like some hobby wing electrical for it or something, eight scale based. Uh, put some J Concepts tires and a body on it. It's another good truck.
1: Uh, there we go. Let's see. Uh, Matt's saying thanks a lot. I'm just trying to figure out what would work decent everywhere.
0: Yeah. You know, it's worked decent everywhere is, is always, you know, it's, 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 always hard to say, but I mean, I have, I've had good success with the axial trucks I have had everywhere, but you know, they're also heavily modified. So, you know, that's, it's a little hard to, um, to, to achieve that particular truck because of the, all the modifications Um, so that's where the, the clods and the LMTs and stuff kind of come in where they're, uh, they're really good in, in that,
1: in that situation. John Bolton says, looks cool. Hobby Haven did a monster truck event this past summer, had around 200 entries of mostly first time racers. Very cool. They had 200 entries in monster trucks. Yep. Mostly first time racers.
0: I don't understand why I wasn't there.
1: Neither do I. <laughs> Neither do Bobby I. Hobby Haven is the place to be. <laughs> That's a great turnout. So that is episode 232. We appreciate everybody joining the chat um, and uh, submitting all the questions and comments. Hope everybody has a safe and happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. Jason, what are you doing tomorrow? You going, uh, going to my sisters going to your sisters for thanksgiving gonna get on Mm -hmm. the boat go around the lake uh actually i had not even thought about that part yet they might they might get you on that they might yeah how long long are we going out there again oh allison's saying it will be dark so you'll be on the boat in the dark jason Hmm. yeah i won't be on there then um yeah so uh happy thanksgiving to you jason and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. You know what? I miss Cleveland. I have to say that. I used to like, enjoy going to Cleveland for Trinity. Um, you know, that's still going on this this week. I saw that. I saw my boys from X-Ray are all going to that. hmm So, um, I saw their posts and I'm like, damn, Cleveland, Thanksgiving. That was the tradition. <laughs> You're like, that's where I want to be. I would love to go there again. But uh, is it in the same... Um, Hotel and stuff still, or did they move that?
0: I have no idea. I've never been to Cleveland. Oh, you, oh, you never went. I never went. Mm,
1: okay. So anytime Thanksgiving rolls around, I always think of Cleveland and the good times of seeing, you know, hanging out with the guys and. Uh,
0: I saw your boy at uh, the Associated Race, um,
1: Jim Dieter. Oh yeah, that's right. You're telling me. That was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Hanging out with Jim and uh, the whole gang. I mean. Yeah, when I think of Cleveland, I think of him like just theater. doing work. Yep. Going back in the day, you know, with all the batteries and stuff, you go into his hotel room and he's there working. And the, the place is just blown up with equipment. <laughs> and, you know, tuning the motors and the batteries it was just crazy. And, you know, he loved doing it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Have a good one. Again, happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Thank you. We'll see you soon.